Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. This is the Falcoholic Podcast, official podcast of the Atlanta Falcons on the SB Nation Podcast Network. This is David Walker. You can call me DW. And for the first time in a while, I am joined by my co-host, the amazing and forever mad online, Gina Kelly. Gina, how are you doing? I'm doing great, David. Thanks. How are you? I am uh, fantastic, uh, which is somewhat of a lie, but we're just going to roll with that for now. Um, Falcons podcast, not a world events podcast. <laughs> that's right. This is this is uh, about wonderful Falcons football. God, it's all depressing. Actually, um, it is now that you mention it. <laughs> <laughs> and this podcast in particular is going to be a subject that I think is on the minds of many Falcons fans. Uh, and it felt appropriate, Gina, to get back together with you to talk about this one because we've talked about this in the past. And I think it's really coming to a head now. We are going to talk about Matt Ryan and his future with the Falcons because after this season and all of us anticipating major coaching changes coming on this team, which I think is a foregone conclusion, um, and really the first GM, the first new GM for the Falcons since 2008 when Matt Ryan was drafted, Mm -hmm. the question becomes – what's his future going to be with this team? You know, he turns 36 in May of uh, this year in 2021. Uh, that's certainly not ancient for, for quarterbacks, but uh, it's, there are many quarterbacks who ended their careers in their late thirties. So uh, this is where we're at. So, you know, this season in particular, I, I feel like uh, I want to start there because uh this is part of what maybe has triggered the conversation. If Ryan had a stronger season, maybe we're talking a little bit differently about this topic. But mm-hmm. as it were, uh, you know, he he finished this particular season with, I would say, I don't know, would you say a, a decent season, but maybe not up to his standards? Um, yeah, I'd say so. I mean, I think especially I'm I'm actually pulling up his stats here um, because I don't remember off the top of my head how many touchdowns he had, but it was not that many. Um, well, no, I mean, 26 touchdowns. That was yeah. still pretty good. 4,500 yards, 65% completion percentage. Is that this year? Yeah. <laughs> well, then, yeah. I, mean, I, th- I think statistically speaking, he had a pretty good season. I mean, if you want to, if you want to talk about that in the context of wins and losses, you know, I think that that's, I think that then that opens up a bigger discussion about how I don't believe that those are quarterback stats. Um, right. You know, I think that those are team stats. And then I think you have to factor in the offensive line situation, Julio Jones injury, the lack of a running game for most of the season. And so, yes, I mean, actually, when I pulled up these stats, I was very 
I was surprised that they were that good. I thought that he was way down on touchdowns this year, but 26 touchdowns isn't terrible. 11 interceptions, you know, obviously it's higher than I would like, but it's not terrible. I mean, it's, it's not great, but it's not the worst. Um, so right. yeah, uh, you know, I think he still did have a pretty strong season. Yeah. And by comparison, you know, 2019, he had 4,400 yards, 26 touchdowns, which is the same as this year. He had 14 interceptions. Um, and then you go back to 2018 where I think, you know, the story was a little bit different. Uh, even though the Falcons, uh, still finished seven and nine, he finished with 4,900 yards, 35 touchdowns, seven interceptions that year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course that was the last under Steve Sarkeesian, which makes me wonder why we got rid of Steve Sarkeesian again. <laughs> um, yeah. Same. Uh, but, <laughs> we're not going to rehash that conversation. <laughs> oh man. It's so funny. Looking at these stats, you're like, why did we do that? Yeah. Um, move back to dirt cutter and, and more interceptions, but it, the Falcons finished with four wins and it's mm-hmm. the only the second time under Matt Ryan that they did that. The last time that that happened was 2013, uh, which was the first losing season under head coach, Mike Smith. And obviously would be his second to last season uh, before, you know, the team would move on. And whether or not wins belong uh, as, as a QB stat, inevitably, you know, right or wrong, quarterbacks are judged against that. Yes. And, you know, the, the Falcons are going to have a top four pick. They're going to have the number four pick in this draft class, which I think is the other reason we're having this conversation. Yes. Um, you know, as I mentioned, Ryan's going to be 36. Um, and I, I think on the top side, you could argue he could feasibly have three or four more good years uh, in the NFL maybe a little bit longer if he goes the path of Brady. And and certainly I think Matt Ryan is closer to Brady in health than he is to someone like Ben Roethlisberger, who I, you know, I, I think is the opposite of like Brady and his uh, diet and uh, exercise habits. Um, but well, that that's probably why he looked like the ghost of Ben Roethlisberger against the <laughs> Browns. <laughs> like, and they might as well have had a ghost playing quarterback in the first quarter, by the way. Oh, but you're not kidding. They would have had fewer interceptions. <laughs> yes. That's neither here nor there though. That's very true. Um, so, but Ryan, you know, Ryan will be 36. Um, you know, the Falcons have that top four pick. And as we mentioned, there's a new head coach, new general manager coming in. Um, and the last time we had a new general manager, they kicked off their regime with the Falcons with drafting a new quarterback. Uh, mm-hmm. It seems like the thing to do. And, uh, you know, I want to point out that this draft class appears to be uh, somewhat strong. You know, we all are assuming Trevor Lawrence is going to go number one. Justin Fields could very well be uh, the number two pick. He could be mm-hmm. in play for the Falcons at number four. Uh, you've got uh, the kid out of BYU uh, whose name uh, Zach Wilson, uh, who's you know also a, considered to be a, a top uh, quarterback in this class. You have intriguing players like Trey Lance. This is a, a you know potentially a really good draft class for selecting a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think the you know at least in my mind when I've seen fans arguing about this on online you know, about whether or not it's time to move on from Ryan. I feel like both sides have a legitimate point here. So Gina, I throw it over to you. When you hear this, these, these points, the age, the new GM, the top four pick, and the fact that the Falcons just haven't, they haven't had a top four pick since 2008. Um, Do you find these to be compelling arguments, Uh, especially when it comes to the fact that, you know, we're talking about replacing 
uh, the record holder for every single record the Atlanta Falcons uh, uh, have for for quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Well, I do just want to back up and and focus first and foremost on the fact that there will be a new GM and head coach. And the last time mm-hmm. there was a new GM and head coach combo, they did select Matt Ryan third overall in the 2008 draft. That said, if, you know, Falcons fans have been following the team since 2007 or earlier, you'll remember that the quarterback situation in 2007 was an absolute dumpster fire. It was a mix of Joey Harrington and Byron Leftwich and uh, Chris Redman. Chris Redman. Yes. I was like, who was the third guy? That was it. Chris Redman was literally selling insurance and came away <laughs> from his lucrative <laughs> career with State Farm or whomever um, and and came back and, and actually started games for the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, so yeah, that was, they were really forced to draft a quarterback high because of Michael Vick's um, issues with the dogfighting conviction and, you know, subsequent prison sentence. And so I think that that's important context. Um, As far as his age, you know, again, like I agree with you. I think that Ryan is more similar to Tom Brady. Like I don't think that he refuses to drink coffee or eat strawberries or anything weird like that. I don't (laughs) think he wears Uggs everywhere, um, anything like that. But he's certainly not letting Antonio Brown crash on his couch. But um, aside from that, that, like I do think in terms of health, durability, we've been very, very lucky with Ryan. And and, and, I hate to even say this out loud, but he has been so healthy over the years. And I think he takes very good care of himself. So his age doesn't concern me as much. Um, But that said, I'm still in favor of them picking a quarterback in the top four because you have to think about life after Matt Ryan. I mean, no matter what, like David, you and I, I'm not going to get specific numbers, but you and I are both in our forties and you know that things just get a little (laughs) bit harder physically passing here. Um, And so no matter what, you know, Ryan is getting up there for a quarterback. I think that he still can likely play like he's in his prime, especially if he has a play caller that makes logical sense occasionally and (laughs) decent blocking and some support in the ground game. But um, I do think that, you know, I'm not at all opposed to drafting quarterback high. Yeah. And and again, there, there's some really good prospects that could fall to the Falcons, uh, including Mm -hmm. uh, from the Ohio state university, Justin Fields, who, uh, you're welcome. Yeah, thank <laughs> uh, you, he, depending <laughs> on what the Jets do, he he could be there at number four. It's not out of the question. Um, although many people feel he is the second best quarterback in this draft class, mm-hmm. um, but and I agree uh, with that. I think that Trevor Lawrence is spectacular, uh, and I think that Jacksonville Jacksonville would be nuts to not take him. Yeah, absolutely. And and Jacksonville's in a similar situation where they're they're coming in with a new regime and. Uh, Obviously, the, the top quarterback in this class makes a ton of sense at number one, yeah. um, and a quarterback that many people wanted to go out last year and uh, in, mm-hmm. in stayed an additional year. Um, that said, I, I want to just recap real quickly what Matt Ryan has done in his time in Atlanta: uh, two hundred five games, a one hundred thirteen wins, ninety two losses, a completion. This is career stats: a completion percentage of sixty five point four percent, fifty five thousand seven hundred sixty seven yards. Uh, which is a 7.5 yards per attempt, 347 touchdowns, 158 interceptions for a 94.5 rating, 30 
fourth quarter comebacks and 38 game winning drives in his time with the Falcons. Um, his playoff stats, four and six record, 67.5 completion percentage, 2,672 yards, 20 touchdowns, and only seven interceptions for a 100.8 passer rating in the playoffs, uh, which is one of the best all time for any quarterback. Uh, so dismiss the record. Matt Ryan has actually been quite good in the playoffs. Um, current records he holds, he is ninth all-time in passing yards, 10th all-time in passing touchdowns, 13th all-time in passer rating, 5th all-time in passing yards per game, ninth all-time in comebacks, and 8th all-time in game-winning drives. He will have a stellar resume when he's done. Um 2008 Rookie of the Year, 2016 First Team All-Pro, 2016 MVP, four Pro Bowls, two NFC Championship games, and one Super Bowl appearance. That is the resume of someone who belongs in the Hall of Fame, in my opinion. Um, but I want to go through a list of names here, Gina. I want to ask you a question about these guys because I think it, it feeds into this conversation. Um, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, uh Joe Montana, Brett Favre. What do all of these quarterbacks have in common? First ballot Hall of Famers. Absolutely. And not a single one of them finished their career with the team that drafted them. Oh. All of them, Hall of Fame quarterbacks, all of them finished their careers with other teams. Interesting. Uh, Yeah, I didn't think about that, but that is true. Peyton Manning finished with the Broncos, drafted by Indianapolis. Uh, Tom Brady, obviously, um, with the Patriots and now with the uh, the Bucks. Uh, Brett Favre, <laughs> drafted by the Falcons, <laughs> went to the Jets and then finished his career with the Vikings, much to the chagrin right. of everybody in Green Bay. Exactly, and mm-hmm. Joe Montana, which I feel like people forget, you know, uh, San Francisco, and finished his career in Kansas City. Yep. Um, and it just made me realize that there are actually, you look at the many of these top top quarterbacks, the guys who were first ballot Hall of Famers, and very few of them actually finished their careers with the teams that drafted them. When I when I was thinking about that today, Gina, I was like, oh my god, that is such a almost a shocking statistic but it really does hold true these guys that uh put up incredible numbers throughout their careers bring a tremendous amount of success to their franchises it it's actually somewhat rare that they get to finish out with the team that they started with uh which is sort of sad and especially in the light of this conversation so are you a little surprised by that now that now that I've brought that particular statistic yes, up <laughs> because I actually did forget about Joe Man- Joe Montana going to the Chiefs yeah because they had Steve Young waiting in the wings right behind him. Yeah. Um, so we're going to talk about some of the possibilities. Uh, we're going to talk about what you, the readers, the listeners at the Falcoholic, um, told us you think would happen and uh, your thoughts on the matter. But before we do that, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. 
We're back on the Falcoholic Podcast. This is David Rocker. I am joined by my co-host, Gina Kelly. We are talking about Matt Ryan's future with the Atlanta Falcons. And Gina, you know, we've talked about this numerous times in the past, including, you know, uh, <laughs> other podcasts where, uh, you know, several years ago coming into the 2015 season, people were ready to move on from Matt Ryan then. Now, obviously, I think the the frustration was the fact that the Falcons had not had winning seasons. You know, Ryan did not play particularly well in the last two years of Dirk Cutter's time in Atlanta. Golly, that's entirely shocking. Um, but back then, he was 31 years old. Matt Ryan yeah. was. Yeah. And, uh, you know, completely different conversation from what we're facing now. Um and again, you know, for the first time in a long time, Falcons new GM, new head coach. I want to talk about the possibilities because we have floated this within our writers chat. We have floated it on the website. We've had this discussion with fans on Twitter, online. Um, what do you think the Falcons will do? And uh, I, I've boiled it down, I think, to what I think are going to be three um, really realistic options for the Falcons. Um, and we put this in the article over to falcoholic.com. We asked for some feedback from our readers uh, to fill out some polls. Here are the three options. And Gina, I want to get your thoughts on each one and which one uh, which one you think is likely and which one you hope to happen. So the first one, Ryan retires as a Falcon after three to four more years of play. So this would be, of course, um, the situation where the new head coach and GM come in, they don't feel like they need the new franchise quarterback yet. Ryan finishes out his career in Atlanta, unlike most of the Hall of Fame quarterbacks we mentioned earlier. Um, option number two, mm-hmm. Falcons draft a quarterback with that top four pick, whether it's Justin Fields or one of the other guys. And Ryan stays here for an additional one or two more years. Um Starts in 2021. Uh, obviously, you know you get the chance to sit the rookie. We will call this the Aaron Rodgers scenario. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those who remember Rodgers being drafted and sitting for two years behind Brett Favre as he finished out his career in Green Bay. And obviously, the last option would be the Falcons draft a quarterback and they make a move to move on from Ryan immediately, uh, either trading him uh, or even potentially benching him. But obviously going straight to the new quarterback um, immediately. So Mm -hmm. of those three options, um, what are your thoughts on those and which one do you think is the most likely and which one would you prefer to see? Okay, sure. Um, So option one is Matt remains the quarterback and they don't draft a quarterback high this year and just the end of the season. Okay. So in that case, Matt Schaub recently announced his retirement, um, you know, Godspeed to the best quarterback ever to grace a field in Atlanta. Uh, and then <laughs> Benkert, they, they did, the team did sign Kurt Benkert to a futures contract. I yep. think that you, you will agree that everybody at the site is just a tremendous fan of Kurt Benkert. And 100%. I, would, I would love to see him get a chance. So for like selfish, like very fan reasons, I like that possibility because I'd like to see Banker get an opportunity to really be a backup, an active backup on game days. Um, 
Option two, Matt stays the quarterback, draft a new quarterback to sit for one to two years, the Aaron Rodgers plan. This is what I have been pushing on this podcast since we started it. Um, I have thought that they should, I mean, I, maybe not that long, but I, I, it goes back a ways. Like to me, right. I, you know, and I've said this, I feel like a billion times on this podcast, but like the Falcons and the Ravens really changed the entire landscape for rookie quarterbacks when Matt Ryan and Joe Flacco came into the league. Because before that, you didn't really see rookie quarterbacks taking over as the starter right away as rookies, unless exactly. they got hurt or something like that. I think that there is such a big gap, even for guys out of these top programs, and especially the speed of the game and the skill level of the players. And so I think that having one to two years for a top flight talent to develop between a professional like Matt Ryan would be the best case scenario. That would be my preferred scenario. Um, Please, Mm -hmm. uh, this is my disclaimer. Nobody pays me to be the GM of a team and there's probably (laughs) a reason. So I might be wrong. But to me, like this just seems logical. And then the third option, draft a quarterback and trade Ryan, his contract is going to make that really difficult. And if you're looking at cap space around the league, some teams can afford it, but the main teams that can afford it are like the Jags and the Jets. Um, And those teams also have very high draft picks to just draft somebody they can bring in on a rookie salary. Uh, Yeah, uh, like a rookie deal is going to be even for, you know, a top five draft pick is going to be less expensive than trading for Matt Ryan and having to deal with, you know, millions and millions and millions. And so I don't think that that one is very likely just because I think that they'd have difficulty finding a trade partner that could absorb that cap hit. Um, So for me, like I'm, I'm totally fine with option one. I do think that the fact that they finished um, with a top five draft pick kind of pushes their hand toward option two because you know (laughs) i mean i'm sure that you will agree i don't want to have a top five draft pick again next year (laughs) right exactly (laughs) and i don't want the team to trade up into the top five to draft a quarterback so if they're going to draft the heir apparent to matt ryan i think that this is the season to do it you have the pick you have quality talent that's going to be available in that top five and I think it would be my preference for Matt to remain the starter and for a rookie to come in and learn behind him. What you may run into is that guys who get drafted in the top five don't want to do that, but they're also going to be paid a very nice paycheck to sit on the bench and learn. And so, you know, knowing that they would be the person to take over, um, I think that that should be sufficient to get somebody on board with that plan. I think for the Falcons as well, there's a benefit that if you have Ryan and you bring in, let's say the Falcons hire offensive minded coach, which is what a lot of people are screaming for. Um, and let's say in 2021, they, you know, they draft that quarterback. They sit him for a year. Um, this new head coach makes Matt Ryan look like his 2016 through 2018 self. You, you've probably increased his trade value. Um, yeah, you just going, Garoppolo that guy to wherever, and then you, right, exactly. you know, it picks back for him. Yeah, and as opposed to you know moving on immediately where, you know, right now, arguably Matt Ryan's draft uh, you know, trade stock is as low as it's been in a long time. Yes. Um, you, you get him into another season where he's thrown for almost 5,000 yards and four-to-one touchdown-to-interception ratio, uh, which I think a competent offensive coordinator could do. 
And all of a sudden, you know, you're looking at instead of getting offered a, you know, third, fourth round pick uh, for your quarterback of getting something like a, you know, a first round pick for a guy that can still play for several years, especially to a franchise like, you know, people keep saying it, but the 49ers where, you know, the the head coach uh, is very familiar with what Matt Ryan can do in the right offensive system. So um, as for the site, this is, I I think you're going to find this interesting. I asked two questions on this poll. What do you think will happen and what do you want to happen? Uh, Similar to what I just asked you, Gina. Um, The what do you think will happen? 55% of the people voted that the team will draft a quarterback and he that Matt Ryan will be here for one to two more years. So exactly what you said, the the Aaron Rodgers scenario, as I like to call it. 28% said that he would retire in Atlanta Falcon, which is actually higher than I thought that would be. Um, and then 17% uh, rounded that out, thinking the team would draft a quarterback and move on from Matt Ryan immediately. Um, as for what they want to happen, very different numbers. Um, the top response, 39%. Want Matt Ryan to retire a Falcon, which warms mm-hmm. my heart a little bit. Me too. Uh, yeah. 38% want them to draft a QB uh, and let Ryan continue to play for one or two more years. And 23% want them to draft a quarterback and move on from Ryan. So very interesting sort of breakdown. Looks like there are, we do have some sentimental fans, um, you know, the majority or the the plurality in that, that poll want him to, to retire a Falcon, even though it, it just doesn't seem likely at this point. Um, so yeah, I was a little surprised by that. What, were you surprised by that? Because I feel like the, the second option is sort of the safe option, you know, the, yeah. the draft a QB, but keep Ryan. But it, it seems like we have a lot of fans who are, uh, I guess, attached to the franchise quarterback. Well, and I mean, Matt Ryan has been really an exceptional face of the franchise. He's never done or said anything to, embarrass fans to upset fans you know he's he's worked very hard he has been consistently great over his career i've been very committed to atlanta has done a ton for the community here so i think that he's a very likable person i guess that it is mildly surprising to me only because i know that you and i both see these people in our mentions all the time like (laughs) blaming matt ryan for losses and you're just like i'm sorry did you watch the game have you heard of Dirk cutter are you familiar <laughs> with Dirk Cutter? <laughs> um, but anyway, so, exactly. Yeah, no, I'm. Yeah, so I am surprised that it was that high, but I'm I'm pleased about it because I agree. Yeah, um, it, although it, it does seem like the majority of our fans do think that the Aaron Rodgers scenario is the the most likely is what will happen. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it, in talking with you, it feels like yeah that that seems like again as you just said perfectly. We don't want to see the Falcons with a top five pick and the Falcons don't want to see the Falcons with a top five pick again for a long time. I think they understand that this is going to be a a rare opportunity, especially, especially if a player like a Justin Fields um, is, is there and available at the number four pick. Um, This is going to be really, really interesting draft season. Of course, Pay attention to thefalcoholic.com for updates on that. <laughs> we will be uh, covering that extensively. We've got, I don't know about Eugene, we've got such a great stable of writers that yes. cover the draft. And, and this is like their prime season coming up. I am so looking forward to Eric and Kevin and the entire crew covering that extensively. Yeah, me too. And especially since the team does have a top four pick in a good quarterback class, I think that it's, and 
also we're going to have, you know, a lot of analysis on whoever the new head coach ends up being, like what kind of work they've done in the past, what scheme do they run, you know, where do they excel, what are their weaknesses? And so that's going to be another thing to look for this offseason. I'm really excited to read all that. I know that we're going to do everything that we can on our end to make sure that you're as prepared for the next season as you can be, you know, knowing what to expect from the new coach and GM. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're going to close. I want to read some of these comments that uh, our our readers left on the site. That there there have been some good ones. Um, let's see here. Uh, Robert Tussin says Ryan should retire a Falcon. I'd trade the number four pick and pick up more picks if we can. Use the first rounder on whatever running back the team thinks is the best in the class. Wow, uh, he said Harris would be his pick. Use the rest of what we have and get on defense and a center to compete with Hennessy. Um, very interesting. I, I, uh, I'm not sure that I'm ready to write off Hennessy just yet, uh, mm-hmm. but I could definitely see the team investing a early pick, maybe not the first round pick, but an early pick on running back, uh, given, yeah. as you mentioned, the disaster, the running game was this year. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think that it goes to show that you maybe shouldn't sign for agent running backs just to make a chunk of your fan base happy. I wanted Gurley to succeed, but I just don't think that he really has the in him anymore, especially behind a line that was very inconsistent with blocking. So getting a guy like Najee Harris, that might be one of the few players that I would be like, oh yeah, no, that high pick is worth it. Like I'm not a huge fan because it's such a, it's such a crapshoot of a position and so much, it does depend so much on a, like whether or not your quarterback can also throw the ball so that they don't just stack the box and shut you down and whether or not your line can block, which we know for the Falcons has been a work in process, but um yeah, or progress. I'm sorry. I'm so tired. Uh, but <laughs> work in process, work in progress. They mean the same thing, basically. But um, yeah, so yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't hate that plan, to be quite honest. And I do think that no matter what, the entire offense's life would be easier if they had some kind of a ground game. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. Another comment here. He said, my goodness, we do not need to draft a QB at number four for once. Find a pass rusher. Solve that problem, which the dummy could never figure out. I think he means to a drop. <laughs> uh, this is from, yeah. from Canlin14. Uh, start building a defense for once in Atlanta. The current approach of 70% money spent on offense versus 30% on defense is why you're 4-12. and 12. I, I have a hard time disagreeing with that. Um, I do too still have not replaced John Abraham. And that's it's, that was 2013 was yes. when uh, they let him walk. So, yeah. And um, I mean, I think that one of the important things to consider is that I think that um, to, I think that both lines actually were a real blind spot for Thomas Dimitrov in terms of talent mm-hmm. evaluation. And <clears throat> so it's going to be really interesting. I just hope that they get a, a GM who can recognize edge rushing talent and bring them in. Like it's such a low bar to clear, but that's really my top priority from from the defensive or I'm sorry, from the general manager, like just be able to, to identify and secure pass rushing talent because this team we've been lamenting the lack of pass rush for as long as I can remember. Yeah. Uh, uh, for seven straight years, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's been painful. Um, yes. Deion Jones led the team in sacks this year, which is uh, tells you a lot about where our, our team was at from a pass rush perspective. My goodness. No. Um, last comment to close this one out. And I actually, I think this is a very, very sensible approach from John WDB. He says, this seems simple to me. It depends who is available. 
if you really believe a franchise QB is seen there at four, you take him because of the acquisition costs. There are scenarios where Justin Fields and Zach Wilson are both available there. There are also scenarios where they're both gone because Miami traded down or one might be available and you just don't think he's a franchise QB. In that case, you take the best player available, Sewell, Parsons, Sertan, and either roll with Ryan or go nuclear and rebuild. And John, I think, has a really, really sensible approach here. Um, you know, we, we mentioned it, Gene. I mean, right now, Justin Fields, his name is really hot, the, mm-hmm. especially with the way he played in the last game. Um, and obviously, we're getting ready to watch him play again. Uh, his his draft minutes. stock could be on fire. Yeah, it could be. It's going to depend on, and I mean, Alabama is obviously the toughest test that this Ohio State team has faced, but I, I genuinely believe in Fields' talent. I also think that Fields is, like every other quarterback, going to have a big adjustment um, moving into the NFL and playing at this position, even coming out of one of the the stronger programs um, in a yeah. Power 5 conference. And so, um, but, you know, I guess my question for John is, is he available to fill the GM job? Because I think that that was the most sensible offseason plan that I've heard. <laughs> Tell Arthur Blake to back up the Brinks truck. Bring this guy in. <laughs> Let's bring in John for GM. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so, Gina, it sounds like you and I have landed on the same conclusion for this, which is um, if that QB is there, draft him. And uh, that, you know, Matt Ryan uh, has been amazing for this franchise, but there will come a time, whether it's now or the next three or four years, there's going to be a time where this franchise won't have Matt Ryan anymore. And Mm -hmm. I don't think it's wrong with a quarterback who'll be 36 next year to start thinking about the future. Um, No, I completely agree. Yeah. So um, Gina, uh, It's been a pleasure as always. Why don't you remind our listeners where they can find you, what you have going on? You can find me on Twitter at Gina Thomas. And I am also hosting the Friday episode of the SB Nation NFL show, which is focused on fantasy, primarily DFS in the playoffs and also gambling topics. And so we're going to have some fun with that through the postseason and or yeah, through the postseason, then the offseason, we're still figuring out the plan there. But that's pretty much all that I have time for these days, David. It's, it's, been, it's been quite a time. <laughs> so. it, indeed. And and there's so much more we, we can't say on the podcast, but just trust me, guys. Um, Gina is uh, the modern equivalent of a chicken running around with its head cut off. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, and you know, we're, we're winding down now pretty soon. The season will be over. I'll be able to catch my breath, but in the meantime, um, happy to have a chance to hop on the pod tonight. Yes, absolutely. Um, hopefully soon I, I'm going to get one of these other bozos at the site to jump, jump on with me as we talk about the same topic with Julio Jones, uh, which will be very interesting discussion as well. Um, as for me, guys, you can find me on Twitter at FalcoholicDW. Updates for this podcast at FalcoholicPod. And of course, our articles daily at Falcoholic.com. So for Gina Kelly, this is David Walker. Thank you guys for listening in. We'll talk with you next time.